a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth! So, buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not gonna stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah... Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people. On RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. Friday night edition of the show, Cinco de Mayo, or as what we call it in this country, Friday evening. <laughs> Hello, Diane. That's true. Hello, Craig. And how are you today? I'm good. I'm, oh, I'm doing good. just fine. Supposed to get oh, some okay. rain tonight. That's a good thing. We can use the rain. Okay. And here we're in a nice sunny spell for about a week. Well, it's all good. I mean, we, we spring has come and gone uh, here. Spring was... Uh, Monday afternoon between 1 and 3.15. Okay. <laughs> um, now it's summer, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you were actually hotter than we were here in Florida. Yeah, for a couple of days over the last couple of weeks, yeah. I mean, that's that's amazing. <laughs> it's kind, kind, of, kind of odd. Um, yes. What do you have coming up for the show next Tuesday? Well, let's see. It's called Egos, Platitudes, and Will They Debate? Hmm. Sort of got into the personalities of those involved in the nomination process for both parties. Okay. Uh, Next Tuesday, I'm covering Bud Light's new dumbest idea ever. And believe me, folks, I've heard the article... They are getting dumber by the day. It's hard to believe that that would even be possible, but it is. Hey, you know, our opening quick hitter tonight, folks, will be about the Navy and their their influencer drag queens. I mean, this this stuff just gets stupider by the day. So maybe Bud is in competition with the Navy to see who could be dumber. Well, they're neck and neck. And dumb, dumber, and dumbest. Um, let's let's start with that. The U.S. Navy, two things they're they're doing that are stupid. They're using a spy app from China, and mm-hmm. they're using drag queens for recruitment. Let's start with the spy app. This is what he's talking about: is TikTok, which actually has now been banned from government officials from using it. And here it is, the Navy is using an influencer 
on TikTok. And let's be honest here. Influencers are people out to self-promote themselves and probably doing so because their self-esteem is so low that the only way they can do this is not in person, but over the Internet. People like me. They click like they like me. Yeah. I must do more stupid things so more people like me. Yeah. These are just low esteem, probably low internet, intellect, intellect people. Um, I think influencers are a joke. So I saw the video of the drag queen recruiter. Now, it. It looked like something you'd see on Saturday night. It looked like a parody, okay? Yeah, And the the weirdest part of this is, that guy is active duty Navy. What has happened to our military? And how did the um, Secretary of the Navy, his name is Carlos Del Toro, how the hell did he allow this? I mean, do we know, is it Del Toro that's in charge of doing this? Is it the the uh, Secretary of Defense? Is it the well, Chief of the Joint Chiefs of Staff? I mean, who's, kinda, who's ultimately responsible? We kind of know because a group of 14 U.S. Senators, they just fired off a letter to Del Toro just on Wednesday, and they're demanding an explanation and more information about this TikTok drag queen influencer being what's now called a digital digital ambassador pilot program for the Navy, and it could spread to the other branches of the military. I don't get this fascination with drag queens. I just don't get it, Craig. You know, it could very well spread to other branches of the military. Most social diseases do spread. That's true. You know, and I'll tell you something about this guy. I don't know who he is. I don't care. Okay. But when you see the video, and you can see the video if you go to YouTube, right? Right. This guy sounds like a parody of a gay guy. It sounds like um, a satire on gay people, even though I don't know if he's gay. But I mean, he—it's—it's he, it's just over the top. It, his his vocalization—it's way over the top. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It is ridiculous. Yeah. No, now, it's, I, it's I, also Craig insulting to every person, man or woman, in the Navy. It's really an insult, and it shames our veterans and our current military. I mean, they're, they're embracing people that don't even know what they are. <laughs> well, and, and we do we need more people like that in the Navy? I mean, I, my thought is more people are going to leave the Navy because of this guy than are going to join the Navy because of this guy. Yeah, and I actually don't believe this has anything to do with gay people. Well, I, I don't either. I'm just saying. I'm just saying his voice. Usually not drag queens. Yeah, I'm not saying the guy is gay. He may be, but I don't know. Okay, yeah. and and that's that's really beside the point. I'm just saying the vocalizations and the way he acts, his his 
um, motor movements and everything are so over the top. Yeah. It's like somebody doing a satire parody of somebody who's gay. All right? Or he could be somebody who's thinking of transitioning. That, that, that could be, too. Now, I'm reminded this back when, when we used to live at the Grand Canyon. Uh, we had a friend come to visit, um, somebody that Susan actually knew from high school. So this this is a long-time friend. And Brent is gay, okay? And he, he was going to be at the Grand Canyon on vacation, so we had him over for dinner. And we had the TV on. And there was some some guy on TV that had that kind of effeminate-type voice, all right? Okay. Brent, being gay, looks at the TV, and, and it, very seriously, he says, Oh, for God's sakes, butch up, buttercup. Yeah. Okay. You know, this guy uh, in the Navy recruitment video is 10 times more over the top than that guy was on the TV that night. It almost seems like these quote unquote influencers are trying to, they're mocking gay people, they're trying to defame them. In a way, uh, mocking gay people, they're mocking women. Yeah, um, you I, know, you, you name it. I mean, it, it's it's almost it's like it's not real. Yeah, it's it's like we're living in a bizarro world right now. Up is down, down is up, wrong is right. I mean, it's the thing I don't get about drag queens in specific is what is this big fascination of drag queens? reading to children oh that's a good question i don't understand that are drag queens pedophiles is that what they're hiding why would a man pretending to be a woman want to read and kind of influence children too young to even know the difference between boys and girls well, and, and as long as we're asking that type of a rhetorical question, let me throw another one in. Why okay. would drag queens want to have all ages drag shows? Why would drag queens want to perform their act in front of children? Right. I, I don't what, What's get going it. on there? Now, you know, it was different if you remember a few decades ago. I think his name... Bailey his, was his last name. Um, not Bill. Um, but there was a very famous drag queen who was actually straight. Right. And did this strictly as entertainment. He was very, very popular down here in Florida. And he was as straight as they come. When he was out of his his costumes you would never know that he was a drag queen. He didn't act like a drag queen. But on stage, he did unbelievable impersonations of Carol Channing, Judy Garland. He was on TV all over. I kind of remember and him. I, I would think today he would find this repulsive, what they're doing. Yeah. I, I just... 
I don't understand it. And I don't understand how schools allow them into their schools, how the parents allow their children to partake of this kind of activity. What is wrong with the parents? Well, you got to wonder. Yeah. I mean, you really do. You got to wonder. Yeah. And and this goes beyond it it goes beyond wokeism into actual perversion in my opinion. It, it it's I just don't get it. I'm very open-minded about things and so are you, Craig, but this is beyond anything. I know it's kind of crazy. It is, really. Um I yeah. just I just don't Okay, okay so I, I I haven't watched the video the the you know Navy video enough, but I'm I'm going to do my best impression of the guy, okay? Okay. And, and oh, this and, well, <laughs> I and, and I I've got a reason for this, okay? Um, this is how over the top the guy would be, okay? okay. Hello, I'm a drag queen and I'm in the Navy. All right. Now, yeah. how would you like to be trapped on a submarine with that for six months? Oh, dear. No conception of that. None at all. First of all, I wouldn't go in a submarine. I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> so can you imagine adding that to someone like that? I mean, maybe they were deprived of oxygen at birth. I don't know. It's, how many? It's, it's beyond anything I how can many, imagine. Why would the Navy do this? How many recruits can they actually get with this guy? And my guess is for every one recruit they might get with this guy, they'll probably lose 20 active duty Navy, uh, you know, uh, military personnel. Well, it's interesting. Some of the questions that the senators are sending over to the head of the Navy and one of them was, while we understand the importance of social media for modern recruiting, we are concerned about both the promotion of a banned app and behavior that many deem inappropriate in a professional workplace. How about deem inappropriate just all over? Never mind just the workplace. I mean, you know, we're on the verge here of a war with China. We don't know what the hell Putin's going to do. Iran is, is, you know, now using AI for certain things. And we, instead of building up our military to the strongest it could ever be, we're recruiting drag queens. To recruit other people. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. If I was writing that letter... Uh, to Del Toro, I would only have one question. Yeah. What in the naval jelly hell are you thinking? I know. I mean, outside of that, I can't think of a question to ask. Well, you got to remember one thing. We are talking about a population. If you add in all the different things, gay people, which personally I have no problem with, but if you add in gay people, transsexuals, uh, drag queens, and all that, we're talking 
what, 1% for transgender, maybe 4 or 5% for gay people. I mean, we are talking all together, what, about 8% of American population? I so think that may be high. At 92%, but you're appealing to 8%? It doesn't yeah. make sense. And, and I think that 8% might be a high number. Right. I'm just going on the yeah. high end just, just in case. But it makes no sense. I don't understand the logic of this. Just like with Budweiser, they're ignoring their masses for a minority. I don't get it. It doesn't make a lick of sense. Um, Ted Cruz uh, is out there saying that allegations currently against Joe Biden, and this is his word, absolutely could lead to impeachment. It very well could lead to impeachment in the House, but it'll never go through the Senate. I agree. I mean, if you look at some of the new allegations that are coming out from whistleblowers, you know, if Trump actually had done what they accused Trump of doing, what what Trump was accused of doing is a Sunday cakewalk compared to what these whistleblowers are now saying Joe Biden has done. Okay, well, here I'm going to pose a question for you. All this is about Biden, when he was vice president, and a foreign national passing information, you know, getting him into the White House, et cetera, making money off it. Great. I get all that. Go after Biden for that. But they're forgetting who the real big guy behind all this is. In my opinion, Obama knew about a lot of it. And probably orchestrated a lot of it. It's my opinion. No accusation. Just an opinion. Well, I'm accusing you. And nobody's saying a word about Obama. I'm accusing you of having an opinion. (gasps) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Are you quaking in your boots? Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, you know, these latest allegations come from Biden's VP years. So, right. you know, he wasn't, you know, he, he couldn't, he couldn't use the, the little boys room in the White House without permission. So, you know, you, you, you could kind of follow the, the chain of command, if you will. And right. you got to figure Obama probably had to know about it, probably had to sanction it, okay it, give permission for it, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's, it's more than just the, influence peddling now apparently there are substantial allegations that joe was involved in bribery as well yeah and that's noted in the constitution yeah that's kind of a is one of of the charges yeah kind of frowned upon yeah just a little bit but you know the one thing we have to mention a lot of this goes back to ukraine Mm, yeah Burisma and all of that. And people still don't get it. The president at the time of Ukraine was supported by Biden. Zelensky did not come into office until what, about 2018, 2019? 19. So he had no part of this. Zero. Zilch. And yet many on social media are still thinking that 
he was part of this whole Biden, you know, uh, scandals. He wasn't. He wasn't even president then. You know, and here's something else about that that people need to come to uh, grips with as far as I'm concerned. You know, Zelensky, when he was elected in 2019, when he when he took office in 2019, he inherited a real mess. He inherited yes. the Ukrainian version of the swamp, okay? Yes. And as we have seen, you can't clear the swamp in a matter of a couple of years. It doesn't work that way. So right. are there still elements of corruption in Ukraine? Yes. Are those elements sanctioned by President Zelensky? I don't believe they are. I don't I, know. I, I think before this war broke out, Zelensky was actually trying to root out that corruption and those corrupt elements. Okay. Absolutely. You know, so I, I you know, you can you can still say Ukraine is a corrupt country, but you can't blame that on Zelensky. He started the process of draining the Ukrainian swamp. He's been interrupted by this little war. Yeah, that seems to go on and on and on and on. Um, not of Zelensky's doing. And by the way, folks, Zelensky did not send the drone over to take out Putin. They nor don't did, even have the drones. Nor okay? did we. Nor did we. Chances are it was done by his own military who said, we've had enough. I mean, you know, you look at it. First thing, out of the box, uh, Vladimir Putin says, Ukraine did it. And then within 24 hours, he's like, the U.S. did it. Yeah. You know, well, like Diane says, Ukraine doesn't have the drones that are capable of doing that. We do have the drones. But, you know, we're more interested in recruiting people with drag queens than we are of using our actual military. So, you know, we didn't do it. Exactly. I agree 100%. This is somebody within the Russian military that that said, uh, this idiot Putin is going to get us all killed if we don't get rid of him. Yes. And, uh, you know... uh, the things that you're seeing online, especially on Facebook, MeWe, and the other social media sites, some of these people, I don't know where their brains are, seriously. You know, number one, they think Zelensky back in 2012 and 10 and 11 was the president. I mean, I just don't get it, Craig. We are getting dumber and dumber and dumber as a country. Well, you know, people, I can understand people getting tired of funding this Ukrainian war, which for which there is no end game. Right. <clears throat> you know, uh, dribs and drabs, a little money here and a little money there. Well, you know, when I say little, I mean tens of billions, up to a hundred billion. Um. You know, and it, it, none of it is enough to win the war. It's only enough to prolong the war. I, I understand where people are getting upset with that. Well, okay. there's one thing. There's one thing. Wait. At the beginning, Biden made a lot of promises, including fighter jets and everything. He has yet to deliver anything. And this surprises you because? If he had followed through on the promises, I think it probably would have been over. 
Diane, I'm not here to make apologies for Joe Biden. Trust me. Okay. But I can tell you he would have provided the equipment he promised had he not given it to the Taliban instead. That's true. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not not here to make apologies for Joe Biden. You know, you you just got to follow the paperwork trail and you can see where the equipment went. The paper shuffling, as I call it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the situation, over there, I can understand why people are getting sick and tired of it. And, you know, not only are we funding the war, but we're also funding Ukraine. I mean, you know, right. whatever whatever economy they have left, we're propping it up. We can't even yeah. prop up our own economy at this point. We're propping up there. So I can understand why people are getting upset by this. Well, you got to understand, Biden is the president, you know, he's very concerned about other nations' borders while he completely ignores our own. Exactly. Yeah, so I can can see where people are getting upset, right? And Mm -hmm. and I I agree with him. You know, if we're going to fund this thing, we need to do it in a way that ends it. Right. All right? And if we're not going to do it that way, then quit funding it. Uh, it's, you know, it seems pretty simple to me. But when you look at the war in Ukraine and the situation uh, with Russia, and, you know, and all of this, you know, you can't blame Ukraine. Ukraine was minding their own damn business when Russia right. invaded. Right. True. You know? um, and and, it's- and you know, right now, Biden is allowing China to run the table as far as negotiations for a peace deal. I mean, how stupid can this man be? They are an enemy of not only our allies, but an enemy of ours right now. China is buying up more and more farmland in Oklahoma to grow drugs. Okay, that was a big story this morning on some early morning news shows. And here it is, China is going to be a broker to end a war. Yeah, peaceful China, really? right? Yeah, it, it, it makes no sense. And remember, China is the country, you know, all the um, electric vehicles that the Biden government is promoting. Well, guess where the lithium comes from for the batteries? You know, the lithium and all the other rare earth components that it takes to build one of those things you know 90 percent of it comes out of china the rest right. of it comes out of places that don't like us either yeah i mean can you it, it it's unbelievable this administration is hell-bent on finishing the fundamental transformation of america you that, know, that's all i can say it all looks pretty damn bleak until you realize we're recruiting drag queens for the Navy. Then things start looking up. Right, and shrimp are still running on the treadmills. Did you see this? Is you know, We got about a minute left here, but <laughs> you're talking about money getting wasted by the U.S. government. In the last two weeks, we have sent almost $3,000 which in the in the grand scheme of things in government budgeting isn't much but we have sent almost 3 million dollars to makeup 
entrepreneurs for transsexuals in Nepal. Yes. This, this, Craig, I don't even recognize this country anymore. What shocked me about that is the fact that Nepalese transgender people can't get Maybelline in the Himalayas. I know. <laughs> I, that, that's, that's what shocked me. The, the entrepreneurs that cater directly to the trans community of Nepal, yeah. where it comes to makeup, yeah. need, our, need our help and we're willing to give it. Yeah. But the border, border's still not secure. Oh, God, it gets worse and worse, Craig. It really does. The uh, You know, every time we talk about things like this, I, honest to God, I can feel my IQ dropping. I know. <laughs> it's, it's totally amazing what we've become. And it's it's happened in two years, folks. Well, it really started with Obama, but we got a break with the Trump years, and now we're back in it. You know, it's if you like, if you drop if you drop an anvil out of an airplane, it doesn't take long to reach terminal velocity. True. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't ease up to it. You're just pretty much right there, folks. We yeah. got to take a break. We've hit the bottom of the hour. That means a couple of station IDs, but we've got one more thirty minute segment of this show to go. And in that segment, we're talking all about AI. We're talking about Iran's AI and our artificial intelligence. That's what this whole country is right now. It's artificially intelligent. <laughs> I'm not, not even the good sense. Not I'm not the good sense. I'm not even sure I'd go that far in optimism. Yeah, we're hell deep in Common Core and wokeism and critical race theory and all sorts of nonsense. But we're using drag queens to recruit for the military, so we got us that going for us. <laughs> if it wasn't so funny, when you think about it in the scope of things, it's an absolute embarrassment on the world stage. Stay with us. Stage. Stay with us, folks. We got more Right Side Patriots after this. You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. Hi guys, Diane Sorry from The Patriot Factor on thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com, where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's long-time Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. 
On my blog, you will find not only my articles, but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports, as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, check out the National Patriot at thenationalpatriot.com, where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on rspradio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. And if you miss any part of tonight's Friday night show, go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning, click the podcast button, and uh, you're there. Mm-hmm. So are we for that matter. Show up between 6 and 7 tomorrow morning. That's Eastern time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, whatever time it is in California. Three hours or, yeah, three hours behind, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And in Montana, it's 1876 right now. So, Oh, okay. <laughs> um, we've got AI to talk about, artificial intelligence. Let's start with what's going on in Iran. Now, you know, artificial intelligence is gaining steam around the world, right? We're going to talk about our involvement coming up here in just a few minutes. But on the world stage, we know China is working on artificial intelligence in a fast and furious manner. And apparently so, too, is Iran. Now, you can guess that those good little Iranian mullahs are not using it for positive purposes. Now, what they're using it for is to really significantly improve its state surveillance networks. In other words, spying even more on people than they already do. Now, for instance, they're using it to spot women not wearing a hajib. Right. And right. if they if they spot those women, they arrest them and probably wind up killing them. Right. And here it is. Anytime there's a protest movement in Iran by people that want to overthrow these mullahs, when we should be helping them, we sit back and do nothing. You know, every once in a while, they do have an uprising, you know, a populist uprising. Uh, the people are getting sick and tired of it. And wh- whenever, you're right, whenever that happens, we just watch from afar. We, we don't join in. We don't support them. You know, we wish them well, and that's it. Right. And they're also using um, facial recognition to identify protesters. So even if they wouldn't know who they were in a big crowd, once they pull it back up on the screens and things, they'll start going to people's homes and pulling them out. Well, and and all they have to do to pull somebody out of the home, they don't have to have absolute proof, not in Iran. All they have to do is have an allegation or a suspicion. Right. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, just like Cuba and, and the other basically communist countries. But, you know, when you spoke about the protests, 
Remember, right now, there are protests going on in Iran, anti-government demonstrations. Mm -hmm. And most of them, the recent ones started with the death of a 22-year-old Iranian girl, uh, Masha Amini, who allegedly breached the country's hajib laws. You know what? Get over it. This is the 21st century. You don't have to dress in a garbage bag anymore. Well, according to the mullahs, yes, you do. You yeah. know, and, and it, this is how backwards and ass backwards and upside down, you know, a, a country like Iran is. And they're not the only one. Yeah, I mean, when the Shah was in power in Iran, Iran was one of the most westernized countries in that part of the world now they've gone back to the 12th century i mean it's it's absolutely ridiculous and i mean the whole thing oh covering you can't be seen and this and that why it's the 21st century they live in areas that are hot do you know how hot those hajibs are Personally, no. I do. I do. Because I did a rally a number of years ago with um, up in Washington, D.C. And for one of the skits that I had to do with Bamboo Bob was wear a burqa. And he freed me from the burqa of oppression. <laughs> and what okay. that was, I had an actual hajib. I was like, in five minutes, get me out of this damn thing. And this was in Washington in the summer here in this country. Can you imagine the women in those countries in those things? And that includes the headscarf, too. A lot of sweating is done from people's heads. True. Yeah. Okay. And here it is. You're encased in the hajib. What the hell is wrong with these people? It's the 21st century. I shouldn't say the 12th. In their case, the 6th. You know, I thought in that skit you were one of the chorus girls in the Muslim Tabernacle Choir. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. I mean, it's it's absolutely, positively ridiculous. So they're using, you know, Iran is using this to crack down on people. You know, right. women without hajibs, people that are protesting against the government. God forbid a teenage boy take a girl to the prom rather than a goat because they'll use AI to identify both the kid and the goat. Right. Um, you know, this is what, what they're doing is they're maximizing tyranny through the use of AI. And, and this is just the beginning of it. You got to remember, you know, the, the AI they have now is pretty much entry level AI. And it's only going to get worse. And by worse, I mean better from a technological standpoint, worse from a tyrannical standpoint as time goes on. Right. Well, you know, this was basically developed, surprisingly, to pressure business owners and officers to enforce the hajib laws, or those businesses could be faced, well, faced with being shut down, and also to identify inappropriate and unusual movements of any kind. Hmm. 
So they're targeting a vast, you know, vast number of people. I'm sure they're going to be targeting gay people. Oh, absolutely. They already do. This will make it easier to find them. Right. They're targeting women, young girls as they're being forced. Remember, in the beginning, the, the Iranian girls just look like regular ones. And then when they reach a certain age around puberty, they're forced into the hajib and the burkas and all that crap. So they're going to start watching out for them if they think a girl is older than she really is. They can arrest the kid, the parents, you know, whatever. But what gets me is how the men, and I'm not talking about the fanatics, the religious fanatics, how the regular Iranian men allow this. Well, I think they're terrified. And I, and I say that in all seriousness, because when you start saying that you're going to use AI to identify unusual movement, okay? Right. That is a very arbitrary thing. And and so what that means is they can they can pluck people off the street and say we you know we caught you with AI and they can send them to an Iranian prison or behead them or stone them whatever whatever you know uh, the the punishment of the day happens to be not because that person actually did anything wrong but because it sends a message to other people you've got to do what the mullahs tell you to the letter right. <coughs> or your or your next well, you know, this is kind of reminiscent of Cuba back in the late 50s and 60s and 70s when the you know Fidel Castro and his brother held total control over the island. Right. And they didn't have AI to do it. So imagine they did everything you said. Can you imagine if they had AI on top of it? This is what Iran is. Right. I mean, it's it's the old Soviet Union. It's old communist Cuba on steroids. Yeah. I mean, that's it's, really what it comes down to. It is. And and then when you add the religious fanaticism into it, Oof. you've created a holy mess. Yeah, and it's, it's something this else. It's just disgusting. And, you know, AI should not be should not, must not, and was never intended to be used like this. No. No, but you can you can take anything and turn it into a tool for tyranny. And that's what yes. they're doing. You know? Yes. I mean, that's what it is. Okay, so that's what's going on in Iran with artificial intelligence. Over here in our country, our problem has been solved. Because we in this country now have an AI, an artificial intelligence czar. Diane, tell our listeners who the new AI czar is for the U.S. Well, let's put it this way. This person did such a wonderful job at the border that Biden, in his wonderful mental capacity decided that a fool, Kamala Harris, is the new AI czar. Kamala Harris. Cackling Kamala Harris. Yes, the lowest approval rating of any modern-day vice president. 
Word Salad Cami is the new AI czar for the U.S. Now, as I understand it, and you correct me if I'm wrong, as I understand it, Kamala Harris met with the brain trust of artificial intelligence yesterday. Can you imagine all the top scientists creating AI all the brainiacs creating AI, sitting down around a conference table, meeting the new czar of AI, Kamala Harris. No, I can't imagine it, nor can I imagine her now in charge of a $140 million budget. Oh, my God. I now, mean, this gets worse and worse and worse. This is the woman who probably introduced herself with her pronouns to yeah. this group of esteemed scientists and then said something akin to, I, I don't know because I haven't seen the transcript, but I'm guessing, okay, she probably said something along the lines of, as the new artificial intelligence czar for the U.S., I would like to get to the root cause of artificial intelligence because the more artificial intelligence becomes, the more intelligence artificialness becomes. She's such an idiot. I can't help it. I mean, it's... But that's the way she talks when she's in public or in these meetings. Right. Well, who she met with, and there is a common denominator I'm going to ask you who it is. Oh, no. She met with the head people from Microsoft, OpenAI, Anthropic, and Google to discuss potential risks involved in AI and how they can be reduced. Guess what they all have in common? They're all Biden donors. Well, not only that. I, I didn't mean that, but you're okay, right. I, okay, I don't They're know. They're all... They're all far-left liberals. Well, okay, that kind of goes along with being Biden donors. You know, I mean, look, the, the, these are the people that they're not creating the AI. They're creating the platform for AI. Right, right but right? that's who, who she met with, right? She, she right. doesn't. They're not the creators, <clears throat> No. She doesn't even have the intelligence to meet with a paperclip, much less these people or the people that actually build AI. Yeah. Well, what the companies that she met with are going to do, and another one is also um, ChatGPT, and, and that was the creator of OpenAI. They're going to be doing a public evaluation of AI systems. Companies in the pocket of the left is going to be evaluating AI. You know how much brain power is in the left. How do you even begin to evaluate AI when it's in such an early stage of development? Because you turn it into a political entity that they will control. That's what they're planning on doing. Well, I think that no, the much is obvious. The government should not yeah. be involved in AI in any way, shape, or form. They need to stay the hell out of it. This belongs to scientists, physicists, you know, uh, computer experts, and I don't mean the twenty-year-old computer geeks. 
but mostly the scientists. This doesn't belong in the government hands at all. And, and that's not just our government. That's any government. Exactly. You know, I mean, uh, once you let government and, and you know, it, it's easy for us to sit here and say, this shouldn't, you know, government should not have their fingers in this particular pie. Um, and, and that's 100% true. They shouldn't. But we all know that they will, because anytime something comes along that can be weaponized in any way, shape or form, the government immediately finds a way to control it. Right. It, it, it doesn't, the only part of the government that I believe should have any part in it at all, and not a big part, but a part in the say of how AI affects our military and space. And that should be in the hands of NASA and uh, maybe SpaceX alone. Yeah, but we, you know, we talked about this briefly on Tuesday night show. Um, the uh, the government says that humans need to be in the pipeline when it comes to AI decisions with the military, and yes. you and I both one hundred percent agree that humans yes. should be the final decision. AI can can recommend this or recommend that. But humans do not need to be in the pipeline. They need to be the last line of defense against doing something really stupid artificially. Exactly. The, the final, the person on top of the pyramid has to be a human, a person. Right. Okay, everything has to move up the chain to that person. But that person who would be heading, let's say, the AI initiatives cannot be anybody involved in politics at all. It has to be one of our top scientists and one that is not woke. You know, the, the ultimate decision, okay, let's let's just throw out a, a scenario here, okay? AI says we need to launch nukes, okay? And so AI gives all the reasons why we need to launch nukes. Okay, right. Then it, all that information should be disseminated, like you say, by a scientist. Okay, how accurate is this AI information that we're getting that leads us to believe that we need to launch nukes? Right. The ultimate decision is going to be whoever controls the nuclear button. Okay. Oh, my and, God. Can and, you imagine and, if it's Biden? Well, you know, so you got you got whoever's in the Oval Office as the Commander-in-Chief. You've got whoever the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff is. You've got whoever the um, Secretary of, the, of Defense is, right? So you've, mm-hmm. got, you've got people there. But what they're talking about is that those people should be in the pipeline, but not necessarily the ultimate decision-maker. What, what they're saying is, AI, a machine, should be the ultimate decision maker. Yeah, run it through the people, but let the machine handle it after that. And that's 100% incorrect. Exactly. We have to control AI. We don't want AI controlling us. AI is a very useful tool, and we should research it, and we should develop it. And we have to, for the simple fact, 
China is already ahead of us on AI. Can you imagine if China beats us into really operative across the board AI? Mm. Yeah, that's okay, that's tough. We can't ignore it, but we have to do it the correct way through science, science alone, and keep the government the hell out of it. Well, and you know, along with keeping government out of it. Let's go back. Uh, tell tell us all again, Diane. Who was in that meeting? Oh, let me go. Okay, I know it was OpenAI. It was Microsoft. It was Google and um, uh, Open. Okay, wait. Google, Microsoft, Chat, GPI, who were the creator of OpenAI. Okay. OpenAI is the company that Elon Musk started a decade or more ago. Right. Uh, he's no longer with that company, and that company has been taken over uh, by people that are promoting AI, not not you know trying to do it uh, in a responsible way. They're just trying right. to rush it. Okay, so that's well, that's money, one money, money, money. Right. There's big money in AI. Yeah. That's what that's one problem. Here's here's another problem. One of the companies you just mentioned, and people are going to think I'm being flippant, and I'm not. Okay, Microsoft. Microsoft mm-hmm. created Windows. Windows has more bugs in it than a three week old biscuit. Especially Windows 11, folks. <laughs> All right. So if Microsoft is helping to build AI. What assurances do we have that AI isn't going to be so full of so many bugs that it never operates properly and goes off on its own and and we can't shut it down? I know. What what's going to keep AI from crashing the way Windows crashes? The only thing I can say about Microsoft Microsoft is on the stock exchange and they are as all companies on the stock exchange, they do have to answer to their shareholders. And the shareholders every year get to vote on board of directors and issues facing every company that they own stock in. Well, Microsoft has to do that. And if the shareholders don't want something, they can't do it. Just like with all other companies, So we have to hope that people that invest their money in Microsoft are smart enough to understand the ramifications of AI, its positives and its negatives. They can hold Microsoft to account. I can see two problems with with what you're saying. It's not that I don't agree with you. I do. I 100% agree with you. Okay. But I see two glaring problems. The people that are creating AI, and in this case, we're talking about Microsoft, right? Mm-hmm. Chances are they're going to build into it uh, a system, for lack of a better term, a bot, maybe, that feeds information to Microsoft shareholders that makes it look like everything's fine, nothing to see here. Okay, so the shareholders are going to be getting bogus information. The other thing I see wrong with it 
is you and I both know, and most people I think understand, that when it comes to shareholders voting on things, 90% of it is a rubber stamp. It, it depends on the person. People that invest in these big companies, they're not dealing in you know $15 a share. They're dealing with hundreds and thousands of dollars a share. I think those people are smart enough to stay on top of what's sent to them than someone invested in a company where it only costs you $10, $20 to buy a share. Okay. Okay, Microsoft right now is over $300 a share. That's right. a lot. That is a lot. Okay, so people that have a lot of, let's say, Microsoft, you're talking they've got hundreds of thousands of dollars probably invested in that company. They're going to read the literature. They're not going to rubber stamp. Really? I, I, mean, I, I don't think so. I, I hope you're right. I, 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 I swear. So. I swear. Because remember, I, everything is always about the money. And these, oh, well, these people across the board, they don't want to lose their money. They're not losing I, $10, $15 a share. They're losing huge port, you know, amounts of, port, of uh, their portfolios. Uh, I, They're not going to be stupid enough not to oof. read certain things. I would believe. I, 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 do I, I have proof of that? No, but I would I, believe that. I hope you're right. But I fail to share your optimism in that. And to prove my point, I have two words for you. Yeah. Bud Light. I mean, I understand it's all about the bottom line, and these people want to protect their bottom line. But, you know, when it comes to are they smart enough to be able to figure this AI stuff out and know what's right and know what's wrong, know what's real and know what's not, I, I don't know. And when you look at a company like Anheuser-Busch, and what they've done over the last month, month and a half, it's, it's like, well, you know, apparently the people with a lot of money aren't necessarily the brightest bulbs in the chandelier. No, but I don't think companies, liquor companies, are right now the hot companies are tech companies. And I don't think they would be in the same realm share-wise as tech companies. I could be wrong. I mean, I, I'm just saying, people with a lot of money aren't necessarily all that sharp, uh, you know, in a lot of cases. I, I don't know. I hope you're right. I hope people that are shareholders in these companies, own stock in these companies, are up to speed and understand what's real and what's not and, and can decipher the BS from the reality of AI and make appropriate decisions. I'm just not as optimistic as you. That's all I'm saying. I'm the only reason I'm optimistic is because especially in this economy, people don't want to lose their money. I mean, we're already losing so much of it because the government. So if people have excess money where they could invest in the stock market, I think most of them are going to be pretty careful and diligent about what well, they're investing in. Maybe. I mean, I could be wrong. I I hope you're right. But 
on on you know I know I'm cynical. Okay, I get that. Okay, but I do have optimism on two fronts. Okay, and we've got 30 seconds left in the show. I am optimistic, not for the same reason you are, in that people will be smart enough to figure this out. I'm optimistic because we've got drag queens recruiting for the military, and Kamala Harris is our new artificial intelligence czar. If That's if true. that doesn't make uh, make us feel good and give us peace of mind, nothing will. <laughs> Hey, guys, let me finish with one thing. Whoever the Republican nominee is in 2024, you better vote for them. (laughs) Otherwise, we're sunk faster than a submarine full of drag queens. Absolutely. (laughs) With that, Diane, we've run out of time. Yes, we have. 99 folks. Good night, everybody. Have a great weekend, and we'll catch up with you again on Tuesday. Bye-bye.